The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, how's the journey going? Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, March 9th, 2023, Thursday of the second week of Lent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And today is the commemoration of St. Francis of Rome. Born of wealthy parents in 1384, she found herself attracted to the religious life during her youth, but her parents selected a young nobleman to be her husband. Francis discovered that the wife of her husband's brother also wanted to live a life of service and prayer, so they set out together to help the poor. Francis gave birth to two sons and a daughter. The family flourished, but within a few years, a great plague began to sweep across Italy, leaving Francis' second son dead. Later, Francis' daughter died. The saint opened a section of her house as a hospital. And it was not long before she requested and was given permission to found a society of women bound by no vows. Francis chose to live with her husband at home for seven years until he passed away, then came to live the remainder of her life with the society serving the poorest of the poor. St. Francis of Rome died in 1440. St. Francis of Rome, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for those who have suffered harm from members of the Church. May they find within the Church herself a concrete response to their pain and suffering. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Well, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, you might have noticed that the daffodils are springing up. And they are called Narcissus in some place. There's a variety of daffodil which is called the Narcissus plant. And um, I'm going to look at the, the origin of that name because it's connected in some way with today's gospel and uh, an important lesson also that we can learn from the daffodil and also from the gospel passage that, that we have in today's Mass. Well, the Narcissus plant, or the daffodil, takes its name from a Greek myth of a boy who was born, Narcissus, born to a nymph who was warned at the birth of the boy that he should never under any condition see his own image. 
So his mother, Liriope, did everything in her power to remove all mirrors and shiny surfaces from their home. So little Narcissus grew up never seeing his own reflection. He became a fine, handsome, super handsome hunter. And at one stage he's out hunting and he came to a calm spring of the purest water. He looks down into the water and of course he sees his own image and promptly fell completely in love with himself. The image that was looking back at him from the calm water. And he stayed rooted to the spot, looking down at the himself, his image, and, uh, and begging the image to requite his love, to return his love, until there's various variations of the story. But uh, in one variation, it becomes uh, so, so distressed that his love is not requited, that he kills himself with a knife, and the blood spreads over the ground. But the gods interceded, in a sense, for him, the late Narcissus, and a white flower whose eye was always looking downwards towards its own reflection, was sprung up in the place where Narcissus had been. And so that flower is the Narcissus. And so when you think of, you see those flowers, think of the original Narcissus. And not only the original Narcissus, but also something which we call narcissism, which is this being bent over on ourselves, admiring ourselves, at least contemplating ourselves, looking at ourselves, looking at our image, bent over like Narcissus. Now, just like with the original Narcissus, it doesn't end well if we too are bent over like that in this thing called narcissism. And I tell you this little story because today's gospel is about a narcissist and his name is Dives. Well, not really a name, in fact, Dives is just a Latin for rich man. Because Jesus, who tells us the story, doesn't give him a proper name. Whereas the other actor in the, in the story, of course, we know his name very well, and it's a real name, Lazarus. And so the story begins in today's gospel. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who used to dress in purple and fine linen and feast magnificently every day. Now, apparently purple, this kind of cloth, which is called purple after its color, was, was more valuable than gold or silver. So it's really super valuable. And also linen, especially fine linen, is, is almost a sacred kind of cloth. We still preferably use that for the altar, what we call the altar, altar linens in mass, the, the different kinds of cloths in, in the, the priest, we priests use in mass, preferably should be made, the tradition anyway, of linen. And of course, that's what he's got. He's got purple, he's got linen, and these magnificent banquets every day of the year. At his gate, there lay a poor man called Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to fill himself with the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even came and licked his sores. Now, the thing about Divas, we don't see him do anything wrong, but what's quite striking about him is how he seems to care nothing about Lazarus, who's just at his gate, hardly even noticing Lazarus. And why is this? And I think the answer is because Jesus is, is, is you are giving us the picture of a perfect narcissist. Like the daffodil, his head is bent over, his eyes and his heart, like those of Narcissus, are focused on himself, on his lovely purple um, clothing 
you know, imagine him thinking, gosh, purple really is my colour. And it's lovely linen. And you can see him saying, I deserve nothing less than the finest linen. And of course, his tummy too, with those fine banquets, he pampering himself all day long. And we can imagine the extension of that is his maybe obsession with his image. What do people think of my latest purple outfit? How do people admire my fine linen? They realize how expensive it is and so on and so on. So he is a narcissist. And of course, in his case, it ends very badly because Jesus tells us that he dies, he's buried, and he is in hell. He goes to hell for this. Whereas Lazarus is taken to the bosom of Abraham, that's all the just who are waiting for the redemption, for our Lord to die on the cross, and so open the gates of heaven. So that's where Lazarus goes. But Devious ends really quite badly. Now we might say, well, what's that to me? What is Devious to me? And what is this story to me? Well, a lot of people have identified our age as a narcissistic age. There's even a book called The Narcissism Epidemic, Living in the Age of Entitlement, which is all about this, saying, it's a bias, social scientist, saying it's kind of the flavor of the month, really for us all, narcissism, and it's everywhere. And we're all, to some degree, falling into it. And we could end up, even just a little, maybe quite a lot, like Dives. So there's something of Dives in you and in me. The way Pope Benedict put it was this way. He says, in the parable of Dives and Lazarus, the rich man is heedless of the poverty of Lazarus, who is starving to death at his very door. The parable of the rich man and Lazarus and the parable of the good Samaritan are examples of the opposite of being concerned, of looking upon others with love and compassion. And then Pope Benedict goes on and asks, why, why, why do we, like Dives, so often not have that concern and compassion with our brothers and sisters? And he gives the answer, he says, often it is the possession of material riches and a sense of sufficiency. But it can also be the tendency to put our own interests and problems above all else. Jesus, when I see that, I realize I'm a bit of a daffodil. My head bent over, looking down at my reflection, at my material riches, my possessions. Also, a little bit obsessed with my interests and very obsessed with my problems. And of course, the problem, one of the problems about that is that, therefore, because my head is bent over, drooping like the daffodil, that I don't notice. I don't notice things about those around me my family, people I perhaps I'm with hours every day, my friends, my colleagues, and, and things that they need me to notice, like Lazarus could very well have done with Dives noticing his, his, his dreadful state at his gate. So Lord, help me to fight against my narcissism. You give us Lent to do that. And that is part of our, our, our self-denial and all kinds of things. It humbles our heart, gives us a a personal experience of a little bit of suffering. And the way, again, I think it's Benedict says, that can awaken in us a sense of compassion and empathy. We co-passion, suffer with people. Empathy, we, we have literally in meals feeling in them. So we, we, it makes us able to put our, ourselves in their shoes. 
there's a, an old proverb, if well-fed person doesn't understand the hungry one. So Lord, may through my fasting, but also my prayer and my almsgiving, may I lift up my head and see the needs of others around me. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday of the second week of Lent. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this liturgical day with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. O God, be Be gracious, and and bless us, and and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon the earth, and all nations learn your saving help. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With With fairness you you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God, our our God, God, has blessed us. May May God still give us his blessing till the ends of the earth revere him. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Glory Glory to the the Father, and to the the Son, and and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts.
Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Lord, we are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. It is you, my king, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, we are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter, and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations you make us a byword, among the peoples a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not bring your own people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for for you you are merciful. merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, 
why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, is now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and and save save us, for you you are merciful. Whoever meditates on the law of the Lord will bring bring forth forth much fruit at harvest harvest time. time. A reading from the book of Exodus. Moses sat in judgment for the people who waited about him from morning until evening. When his father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he inquired, What sort of thing is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone while all the people have to stand about you from morning until evening? Moses answered his father-in-law, The people come to me to consult God. Whenever they have a disagreement, they come to me to have me settle the matter between them and make known to them God's decisions and regulations. You are not acting wisely, his father-in-law replied. You will surely wear yourself out, and not only yourself, but all these people with you. The task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me and I will give you some advice that God may be with you. Act as the people's representative before God, bringing to him whatever they have to say. Enlighten them in regard to the decisions and regulations, showing them how they are to live and what they are to do. But you should also look among all the people for able and God-fearing men, trustworthy men, who hate dishonest gain and set them and set them as officers over groups of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. Let these men render decisions for the people in all ordinary cases. More important cases they should refer to you, but all the lesser cases they can settle themselves. Thus your burden will be lightened, since they will bear it with you. If you do this, When God gives you orders, you will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied. Moses followed the advice of his father-in-law and did all that he had suggested. He picked out able men from all Israel and put them in charge of the people as officers over groups of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. They render decisions for the people in all ordinary cases. The more difficult cases they referred to Moses, but all the lesser cases they settled themselves. Then Moses bade farewell to his father-in-law, who went off to his own country. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. The Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to Moses. He took some of the spirit he had given to Moses and gave it to the seventy elders. And And when when this spirit came on them, they they prophesied. Out of all the Israelites, Moses chose capable men and made them leaders of the people. And And when when this spirit came came upon them, they they prophesied. From a treatise on the Psalms by St. Hilary Bishop. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. Notice that when Scripture speaks of the fear of the Lord, it does not leave the phrase in isolation as if it were a complete summary of faith. No, many things are added to it or presupposed by it. From these, we may learn its meaning and excellence. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon tells us, If you cry out for wisdom and raise your voice for understanding, if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. We see here the difficult journey we must undertake before we can arrive at the fear of the Lord. We must begin by crying out for wisdom. We must hand over to our intellect the duty of making every decision. We must look for wisdom and search for it. Then we must understand the fear of the Lord. Fear is not to be taken in the sense that common usage gives it. Fear in this ordinary sense is the trepidation our weak humanity feels when it is afraid of suffering something it does not want to happen. We are afraid or made afraid because of a guilty conscience, the rights of someone more powerful, an attack from one who is stronger, sickness, encountering a wild beast, suffering evil in any form. This kind of fear is not taught. It happens because we are weak. We do not have to learn what we should fear. Objects of fear bring their own terror with them. But of the fear of the Lord, this is what is written. Come, my children, listen to me. I shall teach you the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord has to be learned because it can be taught. It does not lie in terror, but in something that can be taught. It does not arise from the fearfulness of our nature. It has to be acquired by obedience to the commandments, by holiness of life, and by knowledge of the truth. For us, the fear of God consists wholly in love, and perfect love of God brings our fear of Him to its perfection. Our love for God is entrusted with its own responsibility to observe His counsels, to obey His laws, to trust His promises. Let us hear what Scripture says. And now, Israel, What does the Lord your God ask of you except to fear the Lord your God and walk in all his ways and love him and keep his commandments with your whole heart and your whole soul so that it may be well for you? The ways of the Lord are many, though he himself is the way. When he speaks of himself, he calls himself the way and shows us the reason why he called himself the way. 
No one can come to the Father except through me. We must ask for these many ways. We must travel along these many ways to find the one that is good. That is, we shall find the one way of eternal life through the guidance of many teachers. These ways are found in the law, in the prophets, in the gospels, in the writings of the apostles, in the different good works by which we fulfill the commandments. Blessed are those who walk these ways in the fear of the Lord. Those who fear the Lord do their best to please him. Those Those who who love love him are are mindful of of his law. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. Those who love him are mindful of his law. Let us pray. O God, who delight in innocence and restore it, direct the hearts of your servants to yourself, that, caught up in the fire of your Spirit, we may be found steadfast in faith and effective in works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up. It's a good one. Along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer, on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, March 9th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. I said the gospel today is a good one. They're all good ones, but this one especially. Today's gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, is from the 16th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, full of sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, Being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, 
but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, is it time to do a little bit of house cleaning of your soul? Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 2, Lent and Eastertide. Detachment is born out of love for Christ and at the same time makes it possible for this love to live and to grow. God does not dwell in a soul filled with lumber, bric-a-brac, and trinkets. Thus, a constant vigil over interior order and cleanliness is needed. This Lenten period is an opportunity to examine our attitude to things, to events, and to ourselves. Do I have and carry around with me unnecessary impedimenta or superfluous items? Do I keep track of expenses or make a note of my outgoings so that I know where the money has been spent? Do I avoid what for me indicates impulsive spending out of mere caprice or vanity, although this may well not be the case for others whose purchases are similar? Do I habitually give alms to people in need or to apostolic work generously without too much counting the cost? Do I support the traditional works of mercy and the divine worship of the church with donations proportional to my income and expenditure? Am I excessively fond of those elements or gadgets or implements which I have to use at work? Do I complain when I am lacking what seems to be necessary? Do I lead a life of sobriety proper to one in search of holiness? Do I make superfluous purchases through haste or lack of foresight? The detachment required of one who wishes to follow our Lord closely includes, in addition to detachment from material goods, a detachment from ourselves. As regards our health, what others will think us, noble ambitions, professional successes, and triumphs, I would also include the high ideals which lead us to seek only for the glory of God and to praise Him. We can ensure our detachment by tailoring our will to this clear and precise rule. Lord, I want this or that only if it pleases you, because if not, I am not in the slightest bit interested. By acting in this way, we are dealing a mortal blow to the selfishness and vanity that lurk in every conscience. At the same time, we will find the peace of soul through this selfless conduct that leads to an ever more intimate and intense possession of God. Are we thus detached from the fruits of our works? Christians ought to possess goods as though they had no goods. As St. Gregory the Great suggests, he who has what he needs for his use may possess these things, but he will possess them as if he possessed nothing. He foresees that suddenly he will have to leave them. He who has available what he needs makes use of the things of this world as if he did not use them. He does not allow them to rule over his heart, so that they, never deflecting him from the way, are always of use to his soul, which tends towards higher things. And what of detachment from bodily health? I have realized how important it is that we should not think of our own weak constitutions when we know that we are serving the Lord. 
What is the use to us of life and health if we cannot throw them away for so great a king and lord? Believe me, sisters, you will never go wrong if you do this. Our hearts are for God, for he has made them, and only in him will our desire for eternal happiness be fulfilled. Jesus is not satisfied going halves. He wants the lot. All other upright and noble loves which go to form our life here on earth according to the specific vocation each one has received are ordered to and fed by this our one great love, our Lord Jesus Christ. God of love, bring us back to you. Send your spirit to make us strong in faith and active in good works. Our Mother Mary will help us to purify and to bring order into the affections of our heart so that only her Son reigns in it now and for all eternity. Most sweetheart of Mary, guard my heart and prepare a safe way for it. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, we continue praying as we join the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. Stir Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea. To the great river, it stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. 
Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, Eternal Shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim His name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring Ring out out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon when the moon is full on our feast. For this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden. Your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress, and I saved you. I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed. Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me 
that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat, and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind, and to rejoice in professing your name. Bring Bring out your your joy to to God, God, our our strength. strength. A reading from the first book of Kings. We are your people and your inheritance. Thus may your eyes be open to the petition of your servant and to the petition of your people Israel. Hear us whenever we call upon you, because you have set us apart among all the peoples of the earth for your inheritance. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. God God himself himself will set me free from from the the hunter's hunter's snare, snare, from those who would trap me with lying words, and and from from the the hunter's hunter's snare. snare. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. God God himself will set me free from from the the hunter's hunter's snare. snare. Son, remember the good things you received in your lifetime and the bad things Lazarus received in his. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Son, remember the good things you received in your lifetime, and the bad things Lazarus received in his. Let us pray. God has revealed himself in Christ. Let us praise his goodness and ask him from our hearts. Remember Remember us, Lord, for for we we are are your children. children. Teach us to enter more deeply into the mystery of the Church. 
that it may be more effective for ourselves and for the world as the sacrament of salvation. Remember Remember us, Lord, for we are your children. Lover of mankind, inspire us to work for human progress, seeking to spread your your kingdom in all we do. Remember us, Lord, for we are your children. May our hearts thirst for Christ, the fountain of living water. Remember us, Lord, for we are your children. Forgive us our sins and direct our steps into the ways of justice and sincerity. Remember Remember us, Lord, for for we are your your children. children. And to these intercessions, we pause to add the prayers of our own hearts. Remember Remember us, Lord, for for we are your your children. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who Who art art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who delight in innocence and restore it, direct the hearts of your servants to yourself, that caught up in the fire of your Spirit, we may be found steadfast in faith and effective in works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Keep on praying, but don't forget the rest of the Lenten tripod fasting and almsgiving. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. It's Patrick Madrid a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.